This is the Making Ways podcast with Ripple Effect. My name is Dave Ropeman, and we're here with Sue Peterson, District 13 House. Welcome, Sue. Thanks, Dave. Great to be here. You've been in the legislature for seven years now, and you have an A rating with the uh, South Dakota Right to Life and with the NRA, but your major issues have been education. Yes, I, I've focused on a number of issues, but overall, if you look at the bills I've sponsored and the things I've worked on, education is probably the primary focus. It's really my passion. I believe that if if we don't educate our young people correctly and accurately, then we really risk losing our country. So you've been involved with both K through 12 and for, with higher education. That's correct? Yes. So there's new social study standards. Could you tell us a little bit about those and how they've been improving the standards? Yes. Well, thanks for asking that. That It's been a process. The statute requires that every seven years that each topic area is reviewed and and then either new standards are put in place or they're improved or maybe you keep the same standards. So this process started about two years ago. And um, when Governor Nome became aware of uh, some of the leftist ideas that were being incorporated into the proposed standards, she stopped the process and said, no, we're not going to do that. She put together a brand new commission and brought in new consultants and has um, developed new standards, new social studies standards now that I think are potentially the best in the country. So those have gone through the approval process. There were several Board of Education Standards hearings, and the final version was approved in April. So there will now be um, a civics summit this summer where all teachers are invited to participate. And then the standards will be rolled out and actually implemented in the fall of 2024. That's excellent. That's huge news. It is huge. It's uh, we're leading the country, and we're just so grateful for what Governor Nome has done, and also very very grateful for PRE's impact on this because the the left was not happy about these new standards because they they teach accurate true history, you know the good the bad and even the ugly. But it's important to be honest about what's good about our history and and what's not and we can hopefully improve you know um, we want to always strive for a more perfect union and so the left was very very opposed to these and got their people out to testify at the hearings and a number of PRE members were very very helpful in testifying themselves and recruiting others to testify so we're very very grateful for that. K-12 education and higher education have separate boards that guide or run them or or governing board. So the K-12 is the Board of Education Standards. Could you tell us a little bit about that and what, there's new members, aren't there? Yes. So the Board of Education Standards is the, the board that, it's kind of a combination of the Department of Education and the Board of Education Standards and local school boards. So mm-hmm. it's a, a sort of a decentralized governance of education. But at the state level, the Board of Education Standards and the Department of Ed cooperate and and really make policy, and then that's implemented at the local level. So the Board of Education Standards is a um, seven-member group that's appointed by the governor, and Governor Noam has had a number of appointments now since um, appointments have expired, terms have expired, and 
and she's appointed several members, really, really, really good members who are um, thoughtful and very intelligent and have taken a strong look at the social studies standards as well as other things and and then taken a very principled stand on what they you know they filtered out the noise and they made improvements that needed to be made based on you know legitimate feedback and then went ahead and approved the standards largely as were recommended by the the new task force so it's a it's a big win to have a board of education standards that really reflects the values of South Dakotans. The Board of Education standards, they support the new social studies standards. They do. They approved it. They they held four hearings throughout the state over a year period and accepted feedback and asked a lot of good questions. And when it came down to final vote, the, the majority voted for it. There were only, I think, two dissenting. And so it, it was a, um, more than just a slim majority that supported the standards. That's good. The Board of Regents, they run the higher education system. Yes, yes. So just like she has done with the Board of Education standards, Governor Nome has had some um, new appointments to the Board of Regents as terms expire. And the Board of Regents is the, the governing board that oversees the presidents of the universities, makes policy, and, and then holds the universities accountable. So there have been a number of new appointments to the Board of Regents as well. And Governor Nome, you know, you may have seen, she just recently sent a letter to the Board of Regents outlining things that she would like to see done and changed. And, and she has set out an agenda for reform. And the new members that she's appointed have said they're ready, willing, and able to implement these changes. And that's really, really good news for me and for all of South Dakota higher ed students and parents. I've, I've had, you know, I've been in communication with um, parents and faculty on campus for the length of time I've been in the legislature. That's a big part of why I brought the free speech bill, the campus free speech bill in 2019. I remember that. That was yeah. a big deal. Thanks. It, it really was. It was the first time in, I was told in, in 40 years that the Board of Regents has opposed something and had it passed anyway over their objections. So part of that was because of Hawaiian Day and all of that, and that's a story that you know, we can talk about later, but it's kind of fun to reminisce. So one of the things that Governor Nome has said is that she wants to ensure, even though we, we have the law in place, that there is really free speech on campus. And she said that there, she had eight or nine points in her letter. She, she wants to make sure that there is not support of communist China at our universities and that anything that exists in that way should be rooted out. She wants to uh, make sure our graduation rates are better and also that what our students are graduating in actually helps them get good jobs. And there are a number of other things. She said, you know what, we're not going to do this pronoun thing. And so she's just getting back to the basics and making sure that both our K-12 and our higher ed students get a good education and that parents get what they pay for, which is really what we want in South Dakota. When you talk about Chinese influence, you're referring to the Confucius Institutes that they've had all over the country? That's part of it. There was one in Aberdeen at Northern. I, I think that is now no longer in existence. As I recall, yeah, they decided to get rid of them. Yes, and I think there are other things that may be more, even more subtle, but she's charging them with finding those and running them out. 
Well, that's an issue. One of the bills that was passed this last legislative session, which didn't get a lot of attention, uh, was SB 146, the Truth in Sentencing Bill. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. How important that is? Yes, I'd be happy to. So I was honored to be the House sponsor on Senate Bill 146. Senator Brent Hoffman was a Senate sponsor and really initiated that and did so much of the heavy lifting. He got it through the Senate, and, and then I was just honored to carry it on the House side. But he um, started very early in the fall, late summer, early fall of last year, working with law enforcement. He worked with um, state's attorneys and the attorney general and sheriffs and um, police chiefs and all, all of law enforcement and, and the judicial system to make sure that when a judge gives a sentence, and it's especially related to those criminals who commit the most violent crimes. So we're seeing a lot of recidivism in in our judicial system, and part of that is that in some ways when we don't fulfill, when criminals don't fulfill the sentence that they're given, it becomes, as one law enforcement member told me, a catch-and-release program, which is very, very frustrating for law enforcement. They'll catch people, they'll get them convicted, they get a sentence, but then uh, because of behavioral credits on the inside or something like that, they'll get out early. So this said that for certain crimes, you can still earn behavioral credits, but those can only be used for um, increased privileges inside, but you can't use them to get out early. So then then you don't have violent criminals coming out and reoffending. So we think that will help our recidivism rate. We, we think most importantly, it helps protect the citizens. And we unfortunately are seeing increased crime in South Dakota, especially in our, in our bigger towns and cities. And people are really, really concerned about it. This is, I think, one big step toward, toward helping deal with that. We'll probably be bringing some additional things next session related to that and also working closely with our new Secretary of Corrections to make sure that that the folks who are convicted of crimes once they are in the prison system they're getting the help that they need so if they can be rehabilitated we need to be doing that we need to get a job training um, there's a prison ministry program that can really be utilized and and lives can be transformed so it's, it's exciting to be a part of it, and this was the first step in that. So kudos to Senator Hoffman. He did a fabulous job. Sue, thank you for being with us. One last question before I let you go. You are termed out. Are you going to be running for Senate in next cycle? I am termed out, yes. I've served seven years so far in the House. Um, next year will be my eighth year, so I will be termed in the House. And my senator, Senator Jack Kolbeck, is also term limited. And so um, that Senate seat will be open, and I will be running for that. So I guess this is my official campaign announcement. But I've been um, making, um, making preparations for that, working toward that, had a lot of encouragement to do that. And so, yes, I will be running for the Senate. Thanks for asking. You have my support. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you.